Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 54 of It's Just Bodybuilding. I'm here with Dusty Hanshaw and, of course, myself, Big Ron Partlow. And on today's episode, Coach's Corner, Instagram questions, all that sort of stuff on It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty, you suddenly filled my screen. Had that effect. While I was eating oatmeal, I probably filled out a little bit. Oh, you got a little carved up. Carbs. Remember, uh, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Those who so, comment like us the most. Just yeah, say. yeah. You guys it's might also, get it's, a gift in the mail if you comment. So you might yes. not, but you might. I like when Scott gives us the, the little reminders. Yeah. Like, he was just telling us when mm -hmm. people comment in the first 30 minutes that a video goes up. YouTube sees, oh, people actually watch this show, and then it, they boost it to more people, you know? I guess if you put up your podcast and no one comments for three days, YouTube knows it. <laughs> YouTube knows that no one watches this show. <laughs> these, these people obviously don't even make waves. They don't piss anybody <laughs> off to get yelled at. They don't excite anybody. Right, no. right, right. Yeah, so we do pretty good. We always get comments right off the bat, so that helps us. Well, we so, beg for them, so. <clears throat> What, how, how, uh, how do you think the Jay interview went? I felt good about it. I felt like he was, he felt very fortunate to be on. Um, <laughs> lucky that we invited him. And, uh, yeah, I actually, uh, no, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, I mean, it's typical Jay. I just, I liked that there was a couple things I didn't know. That's the only downside to when you know somebody really well. Right. There's a lot of times when questions are asked and I'm glad that's why we went the route we did because there's. There's not a lot I don't know. Like, I know all about where Scrappy came from, tearing up the house, the whole bit. Right, right. So, you know, selfishly, I was very grateful that we asked some things. I didn't know about the uh, Ronnie having a hell yeah time. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a funny story. <laughs> yeah, and I I, uh, I, I like that Jay had a good time, too. You know, you want your guests to have a good time on the show. Because I've done interviews where you're like, I hope this ends soon. Yeah, you're actually <laughs> tapping your watch. Seeing if they'll notice. Yeah, so you know that's how it goes. But we uh, we got a good one. But yeah, he was good. Feedback was great, um, and I'm just happy to be back for another episode. How's your week been? You took the dogs to school. Oh, it's, it's chaotic. So what's going on now? You're home alone. Is it like too much to handle? Do you have to have someone come and visit? Yeah, I'm gonna start borrowing animals. Mm. For sure. Yeah. So I've got I have a lot going. I had my video guy in town. So we had yes. three days of just nonstop. And as you and know, I saw you went and <clears throat> filmed dropping off the dogs. Of course, film everything. But that was a must. Um, it was actually cool. I, uh, I I did a little bite work with a with a dog. They're training on uh, okay. protection. Uh, she was very, very new. It was her fourth day. So it wasn't like quite as violent as I was hoping for. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but in two weeks, I'll be going back. They have right. two that they're picking up today. Um, that are very, very high drive. And the hope is that they'll tear my arm off. So really excited to get that on video. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So doing that. And, uh, you know, my dogs made me look like a genius. I gave the breakdown of who was who. And I got the text last night that I was absolutely right. Harvey is me, uh, where he can do anything you ask if he wants to. But if he's got better shit to do... <laughs> <laughs> right. Whereas Donna is the pleaser. She's like already 
jamming on stuff. They're like, yeah, Javi's really smart, but he's he's got shit to do. So right, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like it's parent-teacher conferences, though. I'm like, is he really smart, or is he just a dick, and you don't want to say that? Right. Sure. Well, he's the one who lived with you longer, so he's the most like you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then she's she yourself. She's like, these two are a fucking mess. So she steps back. Right. <clears throat> right. And they were a little over, they were a little overwhelmed with her size, uh, trying try to. So they got those collars. And by the way, before anybody freaks out, they're not shock collars, right? They're frequency collars, because they were like, "Oh, have you ever tried? You know, had felt one of these?" And I was like, "No, let me do it." So I, I put it on my wrist sensitive area, and the guy's like cranking up, cranking up, cranking up. And finally, he was like, "You feel anything?" I was like, "I can feel it." He goes, okay, that's 76. We don't have a single dog here we run out 76. And I mean, it was right. like, I could feel it. I didn't say it right. hurt. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, because I know that that's something that's going to come up. And I actually asked them if we could do a little covering on that because they're all the same size. So Donna's collar, I'll call it a correction collar, is the same size as the one that would be on a 150-pound dog. You know, it's... Oh. You know, it's this big. So on oh, her, oh, it, looks, right, right. it looks gigantic. I mean, she weighs four pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually funny. I put a picture up this morning. It's, it's on her neck. And it looks like she has two heads now because she's got hers and then right. <laughs> the collar. But it was good. Uh, oh, they do them amazing off. stuff, though, don't they? Like, those oh, dogs are going to be. No, this. You know, it's a basic stuff was what was really impressive to me. Like, they get them all to place on these little stands that they have for them. And then they purposely fuck with them. Like, oh, your dog likes a ball? Cool, we're going to roll a ball by him over right. and over. And you see the dog do this. And right. in the beginning, they'll go. But after a while, they just they just roll with it. So I am curious because my dogs are such hellions. I'm like, we're gonna, I'm going to go every week because I just want to see how the progression works. You know, because it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not saying you're not going to be able to train them, but... I imagine that mine are big a pain in the ass as anyone you have in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a very bad owner, so we'll see if I, uh, <laughs> I nailed this properly. So I, uh, I spoil them, and uh, I treat them like people, and uh, I let them have authority over me, and they eat before me, and uh, yeah. they get... All I know. do is pay the bills. That's the, that's the setup here. But no, it was really, really cool. Um, I did not cry when I let them go, which was good. It wasn't until I was down the road a little bit. Uh, maybe you'd get um, some, uh, some, um, some music that could be edited in with piano. Well, that's all I've been playing all day. It's been rough. <laughs> no, but actually what's funny is, is um, with having Todd here this weekend and filming, you realize, like, sh- like I'm still so in, like, I get to the gym, like, I gotta go. No, I don't. Okay, I guess we'll go to sushi again. I'm gonna have to go home. <laughs> yeah, so so don't get me wrong. There's been a couple fringe benefits on a busy weekend, but yeah, when I dropped him off the airport last night, I came home and I'm working. I'm kind of like, it's really fucking quiet in here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a dog person, and yeah. So, but the good news is, I'm hunting for uh, a new place right now. So I'm hoping that I'll have the whole move done before they're uh, back. Ah, because that part would be easy. I'm just I'm doing like a full overhaul, new car, new house, new Jesus. dogs. Boom. What else? I don't know. I might you find a new tattoo. Knows. I, not yet. Not until October ah. 15th. Yes. Ah. My guy's good. If you can get in on the same day, your guy sucks. Just saying. No, didn't you just have some ink added like a, just a short while ago? 
Yes, but they've seen it, so that's not. Oh no, but I meant relatively. I'm buying new. them a house. It's all part of the midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, well, the midlife. Yeah, which is I hope to God this isn't a midlife crisis because I do not want to live to be double what I am now. That's terrible. Can this be like a like six? I don't know. Seven eighths crisis, or? right? Right, right. <laughs> this would be like my third one. I'm like 25 would be a good midlife crisis for me. Just yeah, just do it, do it earlier when you can appreciate it more. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, all is good. Uh, how about you? Uh, yeah, so, um, what's new with me? Well, I finished building my bike, I, and you're being and a I, superstar already, and I so. rode it for an hour every day. I'm uh, doing an hour a day. Yeah, it's like doing moderate cardio. Like my heart rate gets going and I have to stop and sit there for a couple minutes and drink some water and rest up. And like, you know, sometimes I'll take three minutes, four minutes rest. And then I'll like go try something. Like I'm just doing fundamental skills, right? So I've got like drills that I do. Have you fallen yet? Uh, no, I have. I've fallen, like ditched the bike a bunch of times, but I haven't hit the ground. That's good. I've landed on my feet, haven't rolled an ankle. Um, but I'm not doing things where... I'm like really doing anything risky at all. I'm doing like fundamentals, like riding along, laying the bike down and getting mm-hmm. back up and riding away without touching the ground. Right. Okay. So it's like not a trick, but it's a skill that teaches you bike management balance. Cause like the thing is, is when you pull the bike up off the ground, you're standing on the side of the bike. Right. And I'm 260 pounds. So the bike just wants to flip that way. Like right. stopping at the top, you have to like put your hip over it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do it at the perfect time or else you'll go back the other way. Were it's you, actually like, how tall were you, were you the same height as you are now when you started? Yeah, just about. Yeah, just about. I was like almost six feet tall when I was still riding. Yeah. Okay. So the only difference is you've got 60 pounds more muscle. Yeah. 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 So it just like that. So just like laying the bike down, which is easy. You just ride along and step off, lay it down, and then pull it back up and get on it and try to pedal away. There's like a split second where, like, if you don't get going forward you just like uh, like fall over the other way right yeah yeah so i mean like i thought oh this will be pretty easy i'll I'll catch this pretty easy because i was actually found there's all these great websites now and youtube channels with like like oh you want to be a freestyle rider well learn this 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 like here's 10 things you have to do before you even start learning tricks right and it's like really helpful like like we never had any of that back in the day, right? Yeah, it you just, just saw like, a backflip, and you're like, okay. This yeah, well, I just got to try fucking launching off this thing, and I'll eventually land one. Like, that's what we just, <laughs> just like, just take a thousand hits to complete a trick, right? But now it's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll start putting my foot there, and then I'll start putting my foot there, and then I'll start, and then maybe I can get around to doing the trick. So um, it's actually really, it's really, really been interesting, aside from what I'm doing, the process has been awesome. Right. So because of all the bodybuilding it like <laughs> it's ingrained in you to have a process it's been the most fascinating part of the week has been how my gym brain has completely taken over the the process right so everything from oh okay i'm going to go ride for half an hour um okay i'm going to get a bottle fill it with water put some eas in it i'm going to take 100 milligrams of caffeine of course cuz i might as well it's like cardio yeah. And caffeine makes the world better. Hello. <laughs> and less of a dick if you fall. That might perfect sense. Yeah. You know, and then so I'm like, okay, I'll take 100 milligrams of caffeine, fill fill my bottle with some EAAs. Okay, I'm going to go ride for half an hour. Luckily, I just go down the elevator and I get spit out on a basketball court. Right. Like I literally live where I, I ride like 
you know, 20 yards from my front door. Right. So, um, so I just shoot downstairs, takes me like three minutes and I'm out there. And, um, and then it's the gym brain. It's just like, if you had someone come to you and say, Hey, I want to get bigger, you'd put an empty bar on their back. Right. Right. That's what I'm doing. I'm out there with an empty bar on my back, looking like a fucking idiot. But <laughs> I know that I'll have a plate of side on soon. Right. I get you. Like it, I, there's just, you know, when you, when you're younger, you're like, Oh, I wonder if I could ever do that. Well, I know I could cause right. I became a pro bodybuilder. Right. What else is harder? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like it's just, and just what, what does it come down to? Repetition and time. Right. If you do it a thousand times, you will do it. Right. Yeah, like yeah. it's just, the, the gym, the, the bodybuilding, just it, it's it's really been fascinating. So I've been thinking about it. I've been talking about it with Emily. Um, I'm sure just she loves like, that. No, no, but it, it, <laughs> just the discussion of like. Of no, like no, she, she gets it though. I mean, she process. did it too, yeah. Yeah, you know, because she, she just bought something too. She just like, she's always wanted to learn how to DJ. Right. And so just before I started looking into the getting back into riding, she was like, you know, I want to buy a turntable set. And I want to like watch some YouTube videos. Right. I want to learn how to make mix some beats and like, why not? You're all sweet. <laughs> like fucking do it. So she researched. She bought a couple turntables. She bought some really good headphones, and uh, she's just about to set that up and and start like learning how to DJ. But it's it's the same process. It's just spend some time doing it, and you'll get better at it. Like right. you know, the people that just shut up and train, they eventually. Mm-hmm get some pretty good results. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, don't bitch, you know, just, just do it. Just don't worry about it and fuss about it all the time. Just show up every day. But it's cool that you got the, like you said, the answers now. It's like the difference between walking into a gym and there's just shit everywhere and going, okay, I got to get big versus a play by play off of YouTube of don't even start trying these tricks, get these 10 things owned. Yeah. Then trust me, the trick will happen. <laughs> and it it's funny because I I've 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 been remembering all these times when I've told people that I'm like you have to master the basics. Right. If you if you master the basics, the other stuff comes like so much faster. You're still gonna right. fall down and get hurt, but it's gonna happen 500 fewer times. Right. And and you know it's just like it, it's just like how I, it, it's sort of all the stuff I like in life. I'm a real fan of people who master the basics and use it to go a long ways. Right. You know, like the bodybuilders that I've always been a fan of were guys who always preach the basics, you know? I mean, I'm an ACDC fan. They knew they played four courts, like (laughs) talent and skill. (laughs) Like it was just mastering what you do. You know, who was, who was the God? I'm going to, if if my, if you don't know this answer, we're done with the show permanently. Um, (laughs) Because we had this conversation before. Who was the guitarist that you had told me about who used to play nonstop, like literally going into grocery stores when he was on tour and all those things? And a lot of people thought he was like a savant or like the best of the best, but it was just that he practiced a shit ton. Oh, what you might, that might have been the story I heard about Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, it must be. Okay. Because I know Eddie Van Halen, like, he went through a phase when he was younger where he wore his guitar everywhere. Right. Like he'd like yeah. walk around with it. He'd like be in the house, like walking through the kitchen, stirring his eggs, playing his guitar. Because you had like, said something about they. Yeah, they, he even left they the house. They said like, oh, guitar. he's the, you know, was he that? Was he the best ever? Like, no, he just never. Stopped. Yeah, he. Yeah, like I read read stuff where he's like, he's like, oh, I was like ten thousand hours ahead of everyone else my age. 
Right. Like, you know, I'd meet other 20 year old guitarists and I'd have like 10,000 hours more on the guitar than them. You're like, he's like, oh, you, you would put it down when you went to the bathroom? Yeah. Wow. Like I would just take it to the bathroom and sit to pee so I could keep playing. <laughs> like, you know, that type of a guy, like just fucking, you know, just, just, yeah, that's it. That, that's, that's, I think that was the Eddie Van Halen story I must have told you about. But that, yeah, just that sort of stuff. It's just, it's, it's just putting in the hours and just trusting the process. And, and, it, and you also, you know, you, you makes you think about all the clients you have, mm-hmm. the ones that, that just trust the process. Like, here's your diet, just eat right. that. You know, I just got a new client, uh, uh, this week and, um, well, actually, I got two new clients this week. It was a good week. Um, but the the one guy, uh, you know, he's been training a long time. He's a you know, big, strong dude. And um, he asked an interesting question. And it was one of the things I put on my list here to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. But it's a you know, big, strong guy, former athlete, you know, all that stuff, played football, et cetera. Um, and he said, hey, how often does uh, the diet change? And I just kind of thought, huh, that's 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 a good question for me and Dusty. Yeah. The the notion that there should be a pre-planned, <clears throat> right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how 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 do you how do you feel when you when you get that question from your clients? What what do, what do you say to that? I mean, usually I'm pretty. I tend to, as you know, there's concerns I'm going to say that come up in a lot of people's times, including. My training's not changing that much. The diet's not changing that much. Uh, so I try to address those before we even start. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what it comes out to be that they understand that, number one, I have no idea. <clears throat> it may change constantly. It may rarely change. Um, I've had a few where it's changed so little. Even though they're seeing results, like, ridiculously, I point out, like, I promise I'm not. There's two things. I'm not actually this good. Because it usually doesn't work this way. Right. And number two, I'm not being lazy, but why in the fuck would we change it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's one of those things. I just drive those two home because of the fact that it's like, uh, if it was that easy, I'd write a book and call it a day. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> it would fit everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's no way to know how often it will change. Uh, and, and the big thing that my answer to that is always the same, which is your body tells me what to do, not the other way around. Yeah. And it also uh, takes me back to last week when Jay was talking about, you know, when, when I asked him about 2003 that year, that yeah, he the like, same workout, the same when diet. He's like, I did the same workout, same exercises, same order with the same weights, even said that yep. for a whole year. But the point was, he just trained hard. Like yeah. he just got in, busted his ass, pushed it, got as trained as hard as he could with the bigger weights as he could. And just did the same exercise. He did T-bar rows every fucking back day. Yep. And just and then you know obviously, go back to Dorian again. Dorian would do the same thing for years at a time. You know he would be like, oh, two, you know, ninety-three Olympia. Oh, that's when I was starting with the ten-degree decline barbell. Right. Oh, the ninety-four Olympia. Oh, I was starting with incline Smith that year for the whole year. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, just those movements that you get on and you, you use them to just max your strength, engage your strength for the whole prep, and nothing changes. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Uh, and, that, and that's how I like it. It's funny because um, this week, actually, I'm going back in time and going back to a push-pull leg split. Um, but I'm going, I'm going back in time with concerns, um, <clears throat> meaning uh, it'll be a, a three-way split. I train four days a week. I want to get back down to training less. 
um, fallen into that mix of liking to train a little more than I should. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and losing benefit. But the concern or the thing I'm watching for is not this week because it'll be the first week back, but next week once I'm in the swing, making sure that the arms get the attention that they need, biceps really, um, because pairing them with back and how I train back, it's it's going to take some, I mean, fortunately as somebody who doesn't have to go anywhere after I train, I've actually already considered the idea of having like 20 grams of carbs and a small amount of food and just sitting at the gym for 15 minutes and then starting biceps. Oh, right. Okay. Like do, giving do like them a, a <clears throat> yeah, just like, I mean, like a break essentially adding some, some fuel back in and then going because you know how it is. It's like same reason you tell a client to train calves or abs before they start. Cause by the time they've killed legs, they're not doing calves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go yeah. home. They're not <laughs> yeah. doing abs. They go home. You know, right, right, so, right. So that's always the discipline play. Well, so with those, that's the only thing I'm, how, I'm watching. How, how many sets would you even do for biceps if you're doing a push-pull leg split training four days uh, a week? For this round, which I actually just wrote it this morning, uh, the plan is five. You'll be honest. <clears> that, that's, that won't be. Yeah. I mean, five working problem. sets, as you know, yeah. that's the whole John Meadows argument. Like, So what, you know, three, three, three exercises? Yep. Yeah. So it'll yeah, be. Two, two, one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And See, then, I know the deal, Dusty. Yeah, it's real. I mean, it's really that's the thing is it is <laughs> that simple, um, but it's making sure that f- back to the same thing when you're only doing five, if it's not at maximum intensity, it's not enough. Yeah. You know, so it's it's making sure your brain's there. You know, but it but it'll be fun to get back to because it's one thing I've found is as I've stretched my workouts out and I'm training five days a week, uh, the workouts have gotten shorter because <laughs> right. I'm doing less. Uh, and the intensity is shot up even higher. So I'm like, okay, well, I want this intensity with that workout with one more day off. I see. You know. Yeah. Do so. you, is there is there any particular thing that made you change? Because uh, you were training about five days a week, right? Two on, one yeah. off? Yeah. I changed yeah. because I had body parts that I wanted to spe- specifically grow okay. bigger. So, like, legs was a two-day thing every single week. Um, for a while there, I wasn't even training back. It wasn't necessary. Um, so now it's just... It's getting back. And you know what it really is, is it's fun. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. training that way. And I just realized I want to get back to that where I just am yeah. dying to go to the gym because I die to go to the gym twice a week right now. Like on yeah. my, my favorite days. I want to feel that way four days a week. So it's like I just told you I'm training five days a week. There's two days a week that I'm really excited to go. The rest, it's fun. I mean, I'm training, but now I'm going to drop the days, but be excited to go every single time. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And I love the scoreboard. That's the big thing. Even though though I keep track of my numbers all the time, it's different when you're truly running a push-pull leg. I mean, you're looking at those numbers before the set. Like, it's, you know, it it sounds so melodramatic, but it's it's like success or fail right now. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I'm, uh, I, I I always enjoyed the the real true logbook training. I mean, that was... That was a blast for a long time. Um, you know, my trainer right now is just, it's been solid because I've been healthy. And that's just my number one thing is, you know, my strength sort of stays. I get the right. odd week where I might have like a good set or two. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my partner will notice and be like, that was a good set. Like, I'm right. like, yeah, still got it. You know, <laughs> still, still got it. But, uh, but then there's the odd day where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not, my pressing's down a little bit today, but I can usually link it to something like, 
you know, my triceps were especially fried after I trained them or something like, or we'd shoulder press. We did like an extra bunch of shoulder pressing two days before that. And I'm wondering if that's maybe where, you know, so I don't get stressed out if I have like a day where my strength is down a tad or something because it's still in normal range, you know, there's Mm -hmm. been, but it's been really, really holding. So, and I actually dropped, I actually dropped my TRT down a touch just to see if I would notice it. Right. So I was at 300 a week which I don't even call TRT. It's just the dose I run. Mm-hmm. But I did drop to 250. Right. And, how and long I did ago? Uh, four weeks ago. So you're, you're, you know now. And I know now. So then the past week, my strength did go down a little bit. I felt, right. I felt a little bit like a couple of reps on some of my presses and stuff. I was like, okay, that's probably where that comes from. Right. No, it's funny. So, I'm glad that you said those words because <clears throat> I tell guys all the time, your and it's the same word, so don't don't hammer me here. But the amount of weight you can use should not really go down, but you're going to lose a rep or two. Same thing with me. Like I can still pull 700, off, right? Completely off, right? But it's not going to be for nine reps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's <laughs> still know. like it's still a decent like weight handling strength is good, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I did notice that, and uh, and it was funny. I didn't I didn't mention it to anyone because I want I didn't want it to. You know, when you talk about something, it almost makes it like, yeah, like you just want to not tell anyone and see if it actually still happens. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> you're essentially telling them it's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to see. You're gonna then, notice my strength dropped. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, might yeah. notice, which means it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to find a like you know just a little experiment like how low can I go before the level I'm at comes down a touch, right. you know? So, but it's been very fascinating to be able to be, you know, 260 pounds, pretty lean on like, you know, crumbs, you know? Um, and, uh, and for a long period of time too, you know, like it's pretty much, pretty much been, I don't know, fuck, it's been a year since yeah. I've been like, how, just where how long I'm at. have you been training, um, full bore since the uh, quad I would say like well I mean I, you know I trained as hard as I could the whole time but, but you know I'd say mean, that we're, we're yeah, not the, in your brain anymore oh I'm not in my brain anymore yeah the two year mark okay yeah and we're at the three year mark now pretty much mm-hmm. right or four year mark yeah we're at the four year mark don't say that that makes them me old and us old because I yeah. was there. Yeah, I'd say you know what? Maybe even the three-year mark was where I was truly mentally kind of past it. Right. I'd say I was physically given her at the two-year mark. Right. Yeah, but, but it wasn't but yeah. mentally still like making corrections up to the three-year point. Yeah, it's interesting. The the reason I bring that up is uh, I actually have a client who had two back-to-back injuries. Um, like literally recovering and I can't remember if he tore his tricep, bicep, something, but had a bad injury with the surgery. And then while recovering, got tripped up by his dogs and tore his tricep. Same one. Oh. And he's back now. He's been given the clearance to go. Um, and, and, I, and this is a while ago. This is a couple, I'm going to say a month or month and a half that he's been a go you know what i mean and i can i can hear in the emails the 
I still feel the, the footsteps. You know what I mean? Where finally I just said, hey, knock it off. Trust. The doctors always go more than is necessary. Right. If they're telling you you can go, and it's going to be achy, it's going to feel different and all those things, but you can go for it. And you won't be as strong as you were, so you're going you're gonna to be limited by the fact that you're just not as strong anymore. But don't be limited by your brain. Right. And that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up with you because it's, I've had those things, but not as a bodybuilder. And as a kid, and when you're 18 years old, you're invincible. Yeah. Like, the thought of fear when I was like getting my surgeries is comical. You know what I mean? Because you just, you, you know, at 18, fear. I told yeah, you about oh, yeah. when I had my, did I tell you when I had my knee done? I had it scoped. Um, so they scoped it. I came in the next day and I was like, what's the, what's the deal doc? Um, and he goes, just go with how you feel. It's not a major surgery, you know? So I was like, okay, cool. So the next day, um, I call him. It's bleeding out of the holes on on the leg. My knee is swollen up to the point it won't bend. So I call him, and he was like, "What the hell are you doing? What do you mean?" I was like, "I gotta come see you. It's bleeding. It's this and that." He was like, "How?" And I said, "Well, a couple girls from school invited me to go for a hike, so I went on this hike." (laughs) And he was like, "Why in the fuck would you go on a hike?" And I was like. You said to go as I felt, and these are very attractive women, and they want to go on a hike. And that's how I felt. <laughs> and I felt like this was a good idea. And, and that's what I mean is when you're young, like, I wouldn't go on a hike. And I'm not smarter now. I just know that my body can break. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, how do, you, how do you cross that line? Because you know at the same time, I went to a sports-specific doctor for all my injuries, and they'll tell you, like, okay, the, the time is 16 weeks. You can do it in nine. Yeah. And like they tell and, you up front, like, this is what we tell humans. You can do it this quickly. Go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's I'm trying to establish that. Like, I put up the post about Matt. I don't know if you saw him doing yes. 495 deads. Yeah. And I laughed because he, when he was fresh off of the injury, he still had that, like, holy fuck. Like, he had just had the conversation with the doctor, like, you're going to need to learn how to walk. And he was not himself so he texts his retard friend me and says this and i was like oh cool how fast are we gonna do it because that's dumb that's not happening and he immediately switched into himself again i was like oh i think we do it in half the time so i laughed because he posted he was texting me while he was doing it and he posted the video and i shared the video without looking at it but the last thing he texted me was I just did 405 and it didn't seem bad. So I posted the video. I said, not bad, 405, whatever. And someone goes, that's 495. And I literally asked, like, I didn't look. So I had to go back and chase. I saw that. I saw the edit. <laughs> I had to go back and chase because I literally didn't even watch the video. I was like, all right, that's 405, funny. fucking day one, beautiful. The guy's like, hey, dipshit, that's five plates a side. Yeah. You've done this once or twice. You should know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, man. I'm trying to remember, like, just the fact that he's holding 500 pounds in his hand, so there's 500 pounds on the tendons. Um, on two. two. On both his tendons, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how long it took me to put that much stress. I guess it was like, like five, six months after the injury, I think I squatted three plates. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. Is he, did, he did tell six me. Months? He told me afterwards, he, he's already done legs. But he didn't push them like that for legs. 
it's totally different. You can just let go, you know, and then the yeah. next day, um, they weren't sore, tight, stiff, not sore. Um, but, but again, there's the difference. So putting a bar on his back, he's still being careful. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but that's what I want to drive home is like, well, how would you spell that out? Like once you know, the doctors have told you, how do you, how did you just one day go, okay, it's time, dude. I just got to trust this shit. Uh, just, I, you know what, honestly, I thought about Branch Warren a lot. Mm-hmm. I like just kind of like mentally clung to the fact that his didn't come off. Right. And I thought there's no way I'm being anywhere near as reckless as Branch. <laughs> Branch walks the grocery store violently. So yeah. Yeah. Like he violently, he walks like he's always hunting, you know? Yep. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, there's no way, like, even if I push it, I guarantee I didn't push it. And then I, I, I even thought of stuff like my equipment's all smoother. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have better, I have a better gym <clears throat> in Canada. It's a safer place. You know, that, <laughs> I should be able to, to, you know, I just, you can't, you can't live in fear. Like that was another thing too, is just, this is going to be a test of whether or not I let myself live in fear. Right. And so that was a big thing. Like I always would push myself in the gym. I'd be like, nope, throwing another plate on the leg press today. I said I would, you know, it doesn't hurt. There's no reason for me to be worried. It's healed, you know, like, and my, my doctor even told me, he's like, you know, once you can touch your heel to your butt, you can load it. You're in business. Yeah. Well, and I, and I do know, obviously from knowing you that then you just made the decision the day you trained with James that you're going to go. Yeah, like I knew ahead of time, I was like, okay, I'm training legs with Hollingshead uh, for that that episode of Mutant on a Mission that you're talking about. Yep. And um, and I was like, and I'm going to like push myself because there was also the fear of the fact that I wasn't in Canada. Mm-hmm. So like if something yeah, would have happened. A different thing if it blew out. <laughs> would have, something would have happened. Would have had to fly home with an injury. And like, but I, I just, it was just, I just, I had to mentally escape that, that prison. That was a really big, that was like a shoot that I'll never forget. Yeah, I think I imagined, you know, because we obviously talked about right afterwards. I imagine you sat in your hotel room that night and was just like, holy fuck. Like, oh, I was like the happiest guy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was just so happy after that workout. I remember even talking to Matt. Matt Sinkering was, you know, obviously with me on that trip, right? Shooting yep. the episode and all that. And he was like, he could tell I was super happy. Like we went out eight afterwards and I was just like. Fucking cloud nine. <laughs> just fucking. You know, that, that load off your monkey off your back, Yep. you know, and, uh, and it's a great story now because Hollingshead's like super freak, uber super freak now. So yeah, can I say I trained legs with him back when I was, back when he was still little people. <laughs> I don't think he was ever little people, but in comparison to himself, I know what you mean. <laughs> did, did you see, did you see, uh, uh, Fuad on the show the other day when he was, uh, he was like, people quit. Quit asking me to have Ron and Dusty on the show. We can't have five people. Do you see any podcast with five people? Yeah. He's you like, can do one. We can do the other one, but we cannot do both. We can have guests on my other show. Yeah, like he's like, we can't do five people on the show. So, well, we should have we should have all of them on one at a time. For sure. And then once we should have all of them at once just to prove that it can be. Right, just to prove. We'll do a Or or to prove that it can. See, Fuad was right. This was terrible. (laughs) The joke joke to me is how many people have been stuck in Zoom calls for the last five months, and that's what it would look like. 
you know, <laughs> no it looked like a company board meeting or something. It would, it would be just hilarious. But yeah, we haven't had Ben on the show. So I'd like to have Ben on the show. So I'm publicly want to invite Ben Chow on the show and uh, I'll send him a message later. And uh, maybe we'll have James and Fuad on again soon. Um, you know, there's been a lot going on. They were early guests. Yeah, they were a year we, ago. We've had everyone. We've had Ian. We've had James. We've had Fuad. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we definitely got to get Ben on. Is Ian a regular part of bodybuilding and Bolex now, or is he just? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, he is. Yeah. I thought he was like filling in when they were like. It seems like he and James kind of bounce back and forth. Okay, and and you know me, like I'm, I literally, my attention span is terrible, and I think it's because what I like about that show is it's entertainment. Yeah. Um, I can't watch a show about, and this is gonna, somebody's going to be so pissed. I can't watch a show about bodybuilding and food and shit because the odds that you're going to tell me something I don't already know or I didn't read off the same study that you're well, talking about. Or it's, yeah, <laughs> and then it's also just uh, just the brain break stuff. Like you need to listen. You need to do something else with your brain. Yeah. So it's fun to get on there and just listen to them go on. But it's out, it's about bodybuilding, but it's opinion based and stuff. But I will still watch. A, I'll watch 20 minutes of it and be enjoying it. And then he'll come out with a new episode for my next cardio session. And I just go to the new one. Right. <laughs> it's kind of what I do with Rogan. Like I'll, I'll give almost every episode of Rogan a go while I'm cooking food or something. Right. And then there's just the odd one. Like that you listen all three it, hours it, over the course of can, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And it, it can really surprise you. Like there's episodes I've expected to be good that I was like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, it was kind of a slow episode. Mm-hmm. And, and then he'll have a guest on. Like he had Bob Saget on a little while ago. Oh God! And that was like, that was so funny. I like I listened to the whole. You thing. were shocked that Dude, Bob Saget just... was such a great interview. <laughs> no, I knew it'd be good, but just the little stories he had. Like he had the craziest stories about people. So it was it was pretty funny. But um, but yeah, there's there's um, a couple other podcasts I kind of, you know, knock on once in a while. Sometimes I'll even watch um, um. Like a little bit of political stuff just to hear what they're saying, but then I get annoyed, so I usually turn that off. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, I've been turning off the politics of the world as much as I can recently. Yeah, it's probably I, I know better. where I stand, so I don't need to listen to anything else. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. All, I told you that uh, our one friend, I'm like, man, it's, it's rough when someone who's not from the States and obviously doesn't get great information is spewing politics i'm like i'm just gonna hide your stories for a while so i don't disdain right. you right <laughs> stay off uh i stay off facebook completely i find that yeah, i don't even have facebook i don't think yeah <laughs> well i don't like i just haven't deleted it but i don't go on there at yeah. all <clears throat> hey let's uh let's uh see some of the questions you got fire up fire up some of the let's cues do it i actually got it's it's good because i uh i got quite a few Hey, what's up, guys? Scott here. I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get right back to the programming. If you're listening to this on iTunes, do us a favor. Leave us a good five-star review. That'll help other people to find our shows. Thank you for that. All right, so I'm going to shout out the joint supplements that they have available over at truenutrition.com today. And uh, listen, if you guys didn't know, I mean, most of you probably do, I had a partial tear in my shoulder recently, and it was quite a scare because I thought I wasn't going to be able to continue lifting the way that I enjoy lifting. I don't want that to end. And thankfully, I'm not going to need surgery, but I am going to need to take care of my joints. And this was a wake-up call for me. So I talked to Dante Trudell. It turns out there's only two supplements that will actually rebuild connective tissue. 
So the first one is hydrolyzed beef collagen, and they offer this through True Nutrition. It's not cheap. We're talking like $25.99 a pound. But listen, each scoop, you get 29 grams of high-quality, high-digesting protein, plus you're rebuilding your connective tissue. So you're using this as a supplement, and you're using this as food, so you can replace some of the protein powder you would have been drinking to offset the cost. I got the unflavored version, and basically there's no taste to this stuff. There's maybe a tiny, tiny aftertaste, but there's basically no taste. And what you can do is you could just mix in some crystal light or mix it with you know an intra workout that you're using. You could use it at any point of the day. I've been mostly using it either as an intra workout or I've been mixing it with my pre-workout. I had a little bit of crystal light and I am good to go. The second supplement that I'm using is a product called JFlex from True Nutrition. And the most important part of this is a supplement called UC2. That's undenatured type 2 cartilage. So with the beef collagen, you get type 1 and type 3. This provides type 2. So these things combined will give you the best chance of restoring connective tissue and keeping your connective tissue strong. Along with that, it also contains glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, SAMe, you know, things that you would expect to find in a regular joint product. And you get boswala extract and curcumin, both of which are great for inflammation. So if you want to take care of your joints, check this stuff out. And you can use our code ADVICES. That'll get you a little bit of additional savings. And of course, that goes directly to help support our programming. I want to keep lifting the way I want to lift as long as possible. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. There I know you save a lot from the other ones too. Yeah, but lately, because I've been I've been putting them up relatively early, um, there's some solids and I keep some if I need to go back. <sighs> oh, there we go. Uh, under six weeks out from a show. Um, under six? Under six weeks out. Yeah. Do you do you and Ron Parlo suggest balls to the wall or do you reel it in? I I would still keep training very very hard. Um, I might just depending on the situation. I might not do as many like rest pause sets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, or just really keep an eye on the strength because you don't want it to dip. Right. I'd rather I'd rather not train past failure and keep my strength. Right. Then smash force reps on everything and see my strength go down. So if your strength does take a dip, the first thing I would do is just kind of not go past failure for the for a week. Right. I wouldn't necessarily like, you know, back off on anything else. I would still train just as hard with the same weights, but, you know, maybe just give a little bit less of a dig into your recovery because you remember your calories are dropping, too, and body mm-hmm. fat's low. And and that's also, hey, I'm just Respouting advice that Dorian Yates gave the world after he retired. He was like, the only regret I have about my career is I probably trained too hard in the last six weeks before a show. Yeah. Well, I think also you factor in um, the way I train, I can train identical. And the reason is I don't do forced reps. Like it's one assisted rep and then we rack because I go to my absolute failure. So my guy will help me finish a rep but not finish five reps. And for the most part, like right now I have been, so this would confuse people just because my training, but if I'm training DC, there's no drop sets. So right. I'm not burning the muscle all the way out. It's rest pause. You know, so I'm a firm believer, like you said, I get nervous when someone says, reel it in. Because reel yeah. it in sounds like I'm tired. 
Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, can, can I back off that. a little bit? And the answer is no. And also the big thing is, and the same that'll be answered on every single question you ever ask in bodybuilding, how do you feel? Yeah. There's a huge difference between uh, I'm tired and this isn't safe. Uh, and another thing, too, is the reason why Dorian, what Dorian meant when he said he probably trained too hard the last six weeks was, was, you know, the the going beyond failure with the, the six rep weights, like very, mm-hmm. very heavy. You yep. could still go train very, very hard, but lighten your loads a little bit to be safer on the joints or something. And this is all in the context of ha- of assuming that you've trained as hard as humanly possible all year. Right. Right. Because these a lot of these people sometimes are the ones that ask these questions. They're the ones who didn't train that hard all year. And then as the show gets closer and they get more like, oh, my God, they actually start pushing themselves. They have they don't need to back off at all. You're so rested. (laughs) You're so like just you just happen to be six weeks out, but you should actually train harder than you are because you should have been training that way the whole time. Right. Yeah. So there's that. No, agreed. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, ba, ba, ba. Some of these are very difficult. You're very difficult, Dusty. I'm very simple. That's why these are difficult. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is important one, and I don't know the answer to this. Ron, what are your thoughts on aliens, Bigfoot, and paranormal activities in general? Do you have any experiences? No, I, I don't believe in very much of the nonsense. I am very fascinated by the uh, the Pentagon declassifying some of the recent information regarding UFO encounters by the fighter jet pilots that it released a little while ago. It just quietly declassified these <laughs> videos that were pretty fucking, you know, <laughs> interesting. Um, you know, do I do I believe our planet's been visited by aliens? Fuck. I mean, it, it's it's possible. Right. Um, I definitely don't think we're the only thing. Out yeah, there. That, would be, that would be arrogant to think that it's just yeah, us. <laughs> mathematically impossible. I mean, if you just do the math on the large numbers for how many planets there are that would probably have liquid water on them and how many planets would probably have liquid water and oxygen. And then there's the 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 you know the fundamental questions who says life needs water and oxygen yeah like just, just just our life right yeah. like there's all these crazy questions um about you know what what could be out there so i i definitely believe that there's there's lots of life out there um and we're not alone but as far as aliens visiting the planet i mean it's 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 fucking possible um the uh i mean I who knows Ronnie coleman yeah, who who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows what these fighter jets were dealing with? But these people have to remember: fighter jet pilots are like possibly some of the smartest people in the military. Period. Like mm-hmm. they're just. They're, I mean, just the training that they they go through is just so fucking ridiculous. They hand them billion dollar planes. I mean, if you know, have fun. Yeah, yeah. So if these if these guys are saying there's stuff that's acting weird um it's it's not that they didn't know what they were looking at right (laughs) you know what i mean pretty sure they know what they're usually seeing versus yeah they got like a million dollars worth of computer in their lap telling them how fast stuff's going and the video cameras and um people don't know what i'm talking about there was this uh uh, video footage from a fighter jet that was declassified very recently by the pentagon and they just quietly declassified it 
And um, yeah, it was just pretty fascinating stuff. Rogan talked about it. Um, and I, we're going to have to, you know, the, we'll see in the future what comes of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was, I was curious. I mean, I, I think it, you nailed the big one, which is, I just think it's, it's impossible to imagine we're the only one around. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Another one. What is the best way to train for hypertrophy? I've been training for five years. Oh, I'm mean, Jesus. How do you even answer that, dude? You have to, <laughs> you have to stress, like, I don't know. I, I usually give a really generic answer for this just to get people started. Well, the generic answer is the right answer, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what do we know? Well, we know that hypertrophy generally occurs when you train really hard with weights in the 6 to 15 rep range for the most part. Mm-hmm. Some people say three to 30 is actually kind of our true full hypertrophy range. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, generally you got to train with train very, very hard with moderate weights. Right. Um, you know, I, I think throwing some strength training in there, looking back on my career, maybe I should have done a bit more strength training to boost my weights that I could then hypertrophy train with. Right. I've talked about that before. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, generally that's it, you know, you have to, if to train a muscle to failure, then you have to let it recover, and then it grows. Yep. <laughs> There's the big step. Do not wait for the step of yeah. letting it grow. People think they can train a muscle again because it's recovered, but it has to then adapt. So you have to allow for that process. And, uh, yeah, and it, everything after that is just adjustments and, you know, minutiae. <laughs> I love it. What do yeah. you think? No, I think you nailed it. I mean, the biggest the biggest thing that I would say, and and we've said this a million times, is you have to understand what your body is capable of. And I think that we, most of us, have no idea how strong we are. Um, and when I say strong, I don't mean you think you can do a 300-pound bench press and I think you do a 500. Uh, I think that when you're doing your 300-pound bench press, most of us leave one or two reps on the table every single time. Uh, And that will catch up to you when you're trying to put on muscle mass because you need to push your body to a maximum uh, potential each time when you're in a phase of trying to grow. I specify that part because a lot of people are really struggle with this idea of progressive overload because they're like, well, then if you were doing 600 600 pound deadlifts for four, you know, 10 years ago, why aren't you doing 900 pounds for four now? It's like, it's not how it works. It's right. up and down, up and down. But guess what? What I am doing for four now is more than what it was a year ago, two years ago, right. three years ago, four years ago. Right, um, right. As well, I continue like to stop Yeah. Yeah. As long as long as I got seven years, I'm on the twelve percent upswing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean that's that's the big thing for me. And then uh, it's also understanding that the best way to train for hypertrophy is to train hard. To a maximum thing and then to leave it the fuck alone and you nailed it right there is i i used to say this and i don't even know how 100 percent accurate it was because i created dates for it but i'd say okay you stimulate the muscle in the gym then you got that two to three days where you're sore afterwards that's your recovery then you got the two or three days where you're no longer sore that's the grow we don't want to stimulate recover stimulate right you know and then again please no one write down those dates like, right it's just it's a, not a, two or three it's the theoretical guide of, of time like yeah 
you should not be going back into the gym every single time still sore from the last time. Because even if you're growing, I promise you it's not as fast as it would have been. Right. You know, simple, simple stuff. Um, here, I got one for you. Yay. We're going to go off the uh, lifting. Uh-oh. I got Off the grid. Here we go. I'm ready. So uh, of all the concerts you've been to, were you ever really fucked up at any of them? Yes. <laughs> so did you have a get drunk and go to concert stage when you were young or or anything? Yeah, when like I was that? when I was way too young. When I was still going to when I okay, here's here's one that you'll understand. When Blink 182 was Blink before the yeah, okay. There was no 182 and there were 60 of us in a small room listening to them play on a stage which is essentially a step stool area that was a little higher than us so we could see them That's <laughs> so yeah i know i went through a stage of i mean i wouldn't call them punk but where i rancid them ska music all of that and and i was not a drinker but i would roll every single time yeah 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 <laughs> so that was always that was always my thing um uh back then and and I always liked it because I remember thinking, and it's funny because I would go to a a true punk rock concert, Rolling, which is hysterical. That's funny, isn't that like the wrong drug? That, it's like the yeah, totally the wrong drug. But I always liked the fact that I could mellow back. Like that was always my goal would be to just actually go, and I guess I'd have my Ronnie Coleman moment. I would sit in the back, you were the happiest, watch punk everything rock around, around, and just be nodding. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You know, how, so yeah. How old were you then? Like, like sixteen. What? Sixteen. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. And dropping, then younger. Dropping <laughs> ego into punk rock shows. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, that's why I always laugh because I'm like, oh, this. Is, anybody who understands will get that this does not make sense, which makes sense because it's me. So, so let's talk <laughs> about long-term brain damage. Oh boy. <laughs> it only got really long when I started adding mushrooms to the mix. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother phase there you go there you go well that was i was getting into health at that point and mushrooms are good for you right right mushrooms are the transition they go <laughs> take you from the the partying guy to the uh the spiritual well-being guy now i'm pondering you know paranormal activity on the show yes there you go <laughs> this is perfect this is perfect i didn't know that about you dusty that you would drop e and go to punk rock shows that's yes that's that's a fantastic revelation it makes no sense yes i love it <laughs> well, I, in, my, in my first concert which has nothing to do with this was uh david bowie and nine inch nails was my first concert ever oh wow yeah that's a stack did they do i hate americans i'm afraid of americans they must have because that was I their assume so it's so long ago now but yeah i went with the... my uh my best friend's mother because she was a hardcore like 70s she's like i want to go to a concert with you my daughter hates these i'm like i'm in because isn't isn't I'm afraid of Americans? Isn't that the song that Reznor and Bowie did, did together? So, so I'm just, just wondering what year that was. That they toured together. together. That's so it was, was, it was okay, okay. I can tell you that would be. be I think it was fourteen. Probably, probably right. Probably yeah, purple. So, purple. So, so, so ninety-five. Something like that. Ninety-five, ninety-six. That's awesome. I didn't know they toured together. You didn't? Yes. David Bowie and Nine Inch Nails. Holy shit! Yeah, that's not that's not a bad. It's a hell of a way to start your. And see, and I knew Nine Inch Nails, and I kind of knew David Bowie. Right. Because of my age. You know what I mean? Right. So I actually left there a fan of him more so than when I got there. Ah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. man, that's awesome. That's he would have been one guy I would have loved to have seen. Um, I uh, I saw Nine, Nine Inch Nails a couple times. They're right. fantastic. Yeah, spectacular show. Um, I, I don't even remember my first concert. Jesus, I don't know what it would have been. It was probably <laughs> actually my first concert ever was probably a, a band that's like really popular in Canada, but they're called the Tragically Hip. Mm-hmm. But I saw them at, in 92 at, at another roadside, uh, which is a tour that they did back then, which was like craziness. But that would have been my first show. But um, going to concerts fucked up. I, 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 went to, uh, I went to the Big Day Out in nine, 1996. So if you live in Australia, you know the Big Day Out. It's like mm-hmm. a, a day. It's a one day festival and it tours the country. Right. So, it, they, you know, it does like six stops or whatever. And there was one coming to, you know, the area that I was living in at the time. And um, I just woke up one morning and my roommate's like, hey, you want to come to the big day out? And I was like, oh, I can't even know about it. Sure. And I was like, sure. And he's like, hey, grab your shit. Like, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to a concert. And like, he had this like sheet of paper with all the bands on it and like stage A, stage B, stage C, you know. And I'm looking. Big thing. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Rage Against the Machine is here rancid's here i'm like (laughs) this is fucking awesome like i didn't realize because you know i was traveling i just didn't realize it was in the area and so that was the day that um i remember i was really fixed on seeing rage against the machine and they were playing at like two in the afternoon you know on stage three you know so i went to stage three like 45 minutes before that and grabbed the railing so you were right up front (laughs) i was like i'm not fucking leaving you know and i waited and i remember i peed in a bottle and um <laughs> anyways that was a crazy day and then rage came out and they just fucking i seeing them like in their heyday when they were you know bulls on parade had just been released as, as a single right and uh the second album had just come out so i like i only had it for like a few weeks and they came out so they only had two albums and they played like almost all their songs <laughs> and uh and uh and that was the highlight of the day and then i remember by the time rancid played in the tent i went to see rancid I had, it was probably, it was definitely the only day that I ever had where I ingested drugs and I didn't know what they were. <laughs> so, like, someone just gave me a pill and I just, like, took it. I think it was also someone, not someone you know. Just, yeah, I was like, hey, you're a very one trusting man. I was like, okay, you know? And then, like, you're like, hey, take a puff off this. And you take a puff off that. And you're like, is that a joint? You didn't ask. What does that taste like? I don't know. And the guy who you don't, the guy who you don't know, who seemed very trustworthy, is already gone. No, it's just I was with a bunch of people that knew each other, but I didn't really know them. I just knew my roommate, right? So they were all, you know. (laughs) I'm literally laughing at everything because I could just, I could just see it. I could see Ron's like, okay, sure. I think I would have been, I would have been like 20 years old. Would have been 20. So I was still plenty dumb. Right. Um, but I wound up by the end of the day when I was leaving the rancid tent at the end of the night, had a bloody nose, no shirt, just wore my, just had my shorts and my sandals. Sandals. My, good choice. Yeah. Well, it was 40 <laughs> degrees. So I didn't know. Uh, I didn't what know what that do. means. Well, uh, like, uh, 40 is like a hundred. Okay. Yeah. It was just fucking hot. And, and it was uh, it was just a long day, yeah. And you had all the those all the different stuff just coming together. I'm really glad you didn't know D since you wouldn't know what it was on. 
No, no, I was okay. Did you take that? I have no fucking idea. No, I wasn't like too messed up at all, but I did have a very interesting day, that's for sure. Oh, is uh the Prodigy? Went and saw the Prodigy. Ooh. Yeah, craziness. Ooh. Craziness, yeah. How was that? It was wild. They were inside like a like a building. Right. So it was like you were walking into a rave at one in the afternoon, right? Right. Walk in, and it closes, lasers fucking going off, and they're up on stage. It was awesome. But yeah, the concert days were fun. I never did the uh I never did the sleep in a tent like multiple day festival thing though. Did you ever I've do that? that? Yeah, I've done that, but I didn't really? I'm me. There was no tent. I had a giant trailer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Come on now. Like I've uh, I've been getting I'm getting shit right now because I was like, why a truck? I, I would start doing man shit. And I have a friend that was like, oh, you want to go glamping, glamorous camping, where yeah. you got like a hotel, basically. That's funny. There's a, a guy, one of one of the guys who trains at the gym. He's got some money too. Like I know he does really well. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's he's he grabs a bunch of mama tees. And he goes, oh, I'm going camping this weekend. And I go, oh, really? You're going camping? What kind of camp? And he goes, mm, showers, really nice RV. I'm just faking it. And I just laugh. Basically, it's a condo, but yeah, there's wheels condo attached to, the- to it. <laughs> yeah. No, those days are done. There's no, there's no sleeping in a tent, like going to Woodstock or any of that bullshit. Yeah, no, I wouldn't sleep in a tent. And then I'd say, I'd say as far as... Uh, uh, being fucked up at a concert, I'd, I'd say that the probably the most fucked up I ever got at a concert would have been the second time I saw ACDC, and I took a, quite a few mushrooms. Oh, nice. And that was an awesome show. Like, <laughs> come on. I like, you, I like you, you don't even get a, quite a few. Like yeah. Grams. Quite, quite, a, quite a few. I remember I, I'm still big on weights. Like I know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I took three and a half grams. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no specific. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, I like this. What is the best cooking invention that has been created since you've been bodybuilding? Oh. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I think the best, I mean, the best cooking invention ever for bodybuilders is a rice cooker. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're coming down to it, it's a rice cooker. But um, I haven't, I haven't. That wasn't invented while I was bodybuilding. I'm not that old, but yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I can't even take credit for that one. There was, no. they were around that when was I before you, even before me. you started bodybuilding. It was already there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I this during hmm best cooking invention. Well, I mean the whole tabletop grill thing has gotten pretty good. I think. Oh, um, yeah. I I am very I don't know if this is weird, but I've never really had to use one. I I did use a George Foreman for one show at least because I was staying at my friend's house and you know I just had my foreman and I was just prepping chicken on it. But every other place I've ever lived, I've had a barbecue that I've generally used, mm-hmm. um, or I I actually stir fry all my grilled meats, you know, like that sort of stuff and. I, I never really used a George Foreman a lot. Like I know like guys that have like nice houses and money they still rock it out. Yeah. And they use it like they have a barbecue out on the deck, but they'll throw their chicken on the Foreman cause it's so easy and they just do it while they're making their rice and stuff. Right. Yep. So I know guys that still rock the grill till still travel with the George Foreman grill and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I never really did that. I guess um, there was a couple of shows where I took the grill to the hotel with me for sure. Right. 
But yeah, I, I I think those grills have advanced though, haven't they? Like they're so much better now. Yeah, everything's different. I mean, I I I still t- I use a grilled foreman all the time, but it's because when I switch to fish, I, I it's against the law to cook fish in my house. Right. <laughs> I can't, and I yeah. I've never, I've uh, I've in all the places I've lived, I've never understood the need for someone like me to have a giant house. Uh, so like. My my houses are 2,200 square feet. I can stink up everything in the house with a batch of fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all of my clothes can need to be sanitized and clean if I do that. My house is definitely small enough to make that happen. So oh, you get really yeah. affected by day, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I don't like smell. So, But uh, I would say that for me, the greatest <laughs> It's sensitive to smell. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I have a fear. In fact, a fear of smelling food, bad. Oh, I know. terrible. You know, know. this. Yeah. Yes. And you know, like sometimes the, the top of your shirt, you'll smell it because you sweat in it and no one else can smell it, but you're sure they're lying to you. Right. And you right. stink. Yeah, well, that's because that the world is out to get you, Dusty. We're out to not tell you. No, you see, smell. I think, no, I think the problem is the world is too fucking nice. Like, I don't know what, like I would just, well, if you stung about Ron, you smell like shit, dude. I'm doing you a solid. Yeah. Because now you don't need to. You don't give a shit that I know you stink. You go clean up before you meet somebody you care about. So I relate. <laughs> I, I, I I relate to you on this. I don't really ever worry if I – well, I, I, I am. I, I carry deodorant into my vehicle. I have deodorant to my gym bag. Obviously, I don't want to smell. But I'm more paranoid about breath. I oh, always want to – like if I'm like, oh, shit, I can't find my mints. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, where are my mints? Because I, you know, I put one in my mouth after every meal. Or, you know, a chew piece of gum or I'll brush my teeth. Like I brush my teeth at least twice a day, sometimes three times a day. So I'm like paranoid about breath. And like, you know, sometimes, you know, you have a coffee and you finish your coffee and then someone comes and starts talking to you and you're like, like I always have, oh shit, I haven't like. I make an announcement. Right. I was just drinking coffee. I I was just drinking coffee. Send, you know, (laughs) that's the the, the social Social distancing. distancing. (laughs) Social distancing helps with coffee breath. I'm very paranoid. Yeah, just sometimes, in, or, or, you'll be, or you'll talk to someone for five minutes, and then as you walk away, you're like, oh, fuck, I just drank a coffee. I hope I didn't stink. I just, that, that stuff crossed my mind for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, so the, the answer to the question for me is the, the pressure cooker. Oh, you know, I slow- love that I can bomb in what used to take eight hours in a slow cooker in 45 minutes. Ah, there you go. And you, you cannot fuck it up, which... People don't realize the Cooking with Dusty series, the reason that I think they're hysterical and that people watch them is I'm a terrible cook. I'm terrible. But I've found a way to make like 10 items really, really well. Right. And they're all the most basic fucking things. So that's why I get a kick out because people are like, oh, it looks so good. I'm like, I suck so bad at this. Right. <laughs> like it's more me mocking the fact that somebody says, I don't know how to cook. I'm like, you're not worse than me. And my right. shit tastes awesome. So knock it off. But yeah, those are great because you literally, uh, Evian has told me recipes or shown me. And it's like, just bomb all this shit in here and put start and walk away. It will beep and shoot smoke up when it's done. What, what, do, you, what do you put in it? Uh, it depends on which one. I've got a couple of videos up. But like when I do my flank, it's so simple because you literally put in your peppers and seasonings and all that stuff right inside of it. And you just close it. And the next thing you know, when if people eat it, they'd be like, how the fuck did you make this? Like, it tastes like you did some fantastic thing. And, and super from, tender and from everything. From prepping to it being done is 60 minutes. Right. 
you know, and you can fill the fucker. So like I can cook, you know, 40 cooked ounces of flank at a time and be set. You know, right. I love stuff like that or, or three days worth of chicken in 45 minutes. And, you know, that's that's the other thing. I'm cleaning one pot. Right. I am a like it's such a it's 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 such an interesting thing because I'm obsessed about clean. And when I cook, you would think there was a war that took place. Someone died in the corner. There's shit on the <laughs> ceiling. And I'm like, how am I the clean guy? I look around. Like I walk in, go get the dogs and come back in the kitchen. I'm like, the fuck happened in here? I'm all by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, one one thing to clean. And I can pour all of it right into the uh, Tupperware. Okay. So that's the magic. So the pressure cooker. Okay. Yes. Get one, people. Get one. Okay. It's not the air fryer. The air fryer is cool, but I, I went through a run. They're for like right. two weeks, and I'm like, this thing's a pain in the ass. I can only cook four chicken breasts at a time. Dumb. <laughs> it's like, oh, good job. You made two fucking meals. Um, I have a question. Um, what are you guys watching right now? And any recommendations? What the fuck am I watching right now? I just started a show. What the hell is it called? Because I'm already, obviously, Peaky Blinders. I've Now I'm just waiting. Oh, you're just waiting. Okay. Sadly waiting. Answer the question, because i got to look this up. Uh, well, we just, uh, started watching American Horror Story, um, season seven. So we're, we're a couple seasons behind. Uh, we, we've had fun with that show. It's been pretty solid. Um, season one and five were the best two seasons so far. Um, so season seven has been pretty cool so far. It's kind of interesting cause it sort of takes place right after the 2016 election. Uh huh. So there's all this sort of like Trump mania going on. Ah. And uh, so it's kind of interesting to see it now because we're coming into the 2020 election. So it's like right. you're looking at what the writers did with the characters and you're like, oh, they're almost like caricatures of what we're seeing now because they're right. also over the top and how crazy they are. Like the the people on there's the, there's it shows some like some some anti Trumpers who are just fanatical. And then there's some some pro Trumpers that are just crazy. And it, it's, it's accurate. It's, really cartoon like cartoon sort of view of, of what you see on the media but right. the media is almost like it's funny like we're, you're watching american horror story season seven but it's like you're almost like, oh, this is almost how the media acts now <laughs> I was gonna say actually it's just real life yeah it's 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 uh it's interesting so that season uh we're about halfway through and it's getting really fucking twisted that they, they, they they get all twisted up and for those of you that don't know american horror story the cool thing about it is that None of the seasons are related to each so other. You could, all, you could jump into season three and be fine. They're all totally separate stories that even take place in different time periods. Oh, that's cool. And but they they use a lot of the same actors playing different characters. Different characters. Yeah, like just oh, same actors. Different thing. Okay, I got different you. Different story. Uh, completely different story. So you watch season one, and there's an actor who plays like the neighbor kid. Right. And it takes place in you know 1995 or whatever. And then you watch season two and it takes place in a mental asylum in the 50s. And that same actor plays another dude who's in the whole thing, right? Girl, there's the neighbor kid. How did he get here? Yeah. So it's like the same <laughs> actors like Jessica Lange is in like the first five seasons, I think. And she's like a spectacular actress. You know, she's. I think that's a smart move, though, if you think about it. Because have you ever noticed, have you ever watched a show where they, oh, we talked about that recently. If a show needs the character, 
and you change or the guy's like, fuck you, I don't do this or gets hit by a bus or whatever. You're you like, get a new actor to play the same character. It's weird. It doesn't work. No, it, not always. It's, you well, know, or the it time. works, but you're still looking back. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I've, I've had a few of those where, uh, shit, I can't even think of what it's called now. Man, I'm, I'm terrible. Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. It's such a long show. And when they've replaced people, they've left the show and they, and they got them out properly. But, you know, like Gideon got replaced by Rossi. Rossi's fine, but he's not Gideon. It's not the same. Right. I can't do it. So, yeah, yeah. I actually dig that idea mentally because I, I get attached to the actors in shows. Right. So when they, when they move them out, you know, and then the show just starts to dip in my brain. It's, it's also interesting because, like, an actor might be, like, one of the main people in a season. And then the next season, he doesn't show up till like, episode five. Right, he gets he gets like a he gets two episodes in there and he gets murdered. Yeah, something, something like that, you know. Yeah. So it could be yeah, and he could be like maybe maybe one actor is like the actual twisted fuck in one of them, and then in the next one he's like the the preacher or right. something. So it's <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I like what they did with it. It's it's you know it's it's a kind of mind twisting thriller horror it's pretty cool but i've enjoyed it but we're on season seven i think they're they're nine seasons in so we just quit watching for a while because we used to watch it on the firebox mm -hmm. you know the old way you just get whatever but then those stopped working and you know we just didn't get the new season so so you guys like re-ran into it on your smart tv one day like oh shit no i just want to we, we 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 kept getting tired of waiting for it to show up on netflix or oh, something. Just started buying them. Just, just went something. to iTunes and said, "Fuck it, let's just start here." <laughs> let's get wild and spend thirty dollars. We don't have kids. We can spend twelve dollars. <laughs> I think it's funny because those are things that you do. Like I think everyone does that, Rick. We afford. Uh, we don't have kids. We, yeah, it's something about that. You're like, ah, oh, but they're usually free. Right. Now, now this thirty dollars, which I just blew times a hundred on something right. stupid, <laughs> is too much. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I the show I started watching, which is already this is typical me. They have seven seasons. I just started watching is Homeland. Oh, aren't they I'm nine? On, isn't it nine seasons? There's I don't nine. know something, but I'm I'm on I'm on season two. Oh, and it's and it's it. I'm glad that I'm. The I way recommended I am. that, didn't I? Yeah, I finally started watching it, and it's the first show in a while where you're like, okay, well, when I finish this episode, I'm gonna go to sleep, and then it ends, and you're like, son of a bitch oh man <laughs> you watch the right. next one <laughs> you're on a ride there i i have the, so we have a viewer he's he seems like a really cool dude and uh he's been messaging me telling me that he got into Holbland because i suggested it mm -hmm. and he's like i think he's like seven seasons in or something or i can't remember he just messaged so me he the started other, it on tuesday yeah he just messaged me the other day he's like fuck dude i lost yeah. my job for this show but it's awesome so the the first three seasons of homeland are one story arc right and when season three ends season four starts like kind of fresh okay like like a year later you know like sort of that sort of thing okay. and same and actors and stuff same though? actors and everything and, but life is just a little bit different it's removed okay and there's a new threat like right you know what i mean Which like just key yeah like a kind of a new story arc and a new set of villains sort of build through four five and six that's how i felt but season one to three is almost you could almost just present that as one really long season as one really long season it's it's fucking awesome yeah and how, I, i've how been many, liking it dude how many times have you been like oh fuck oh no there's been there's been quite a few or you're like 
and and what's funny is I'm actually in the middle of a situation where I don't even know what's going to happen yet. Oh. But you're like, oh, this is the, this is the end. This, so this person we're, is right now. We're we're I'm at the part where um, Brody Brody the guy who came yeah. back. Uh, yeah. They just maybe three episodes ago found the video of him announcing. You might be wondering why he did what he did. So like they know that he's somebody now. Yeah, uh, and okay. she's always known. So yeah, very very cool. Um, but what sucks is because there's no closure on each episode, so that's how they string me. Because like if you uh, remember, uh, shit, I don't know. Like for example, when when you were watching uh, Dexter, yes, two things happen. You've got the season story, and then every episode has a story. Yeah. So there's closure, start beginning on every episode and the season, which keeps you going. This one is just the whole thing, and that's why I keep staying up one episode longer than I should every. And now that the dogs yeah. aren't here, I'm fucked. I'm probably gonna watch the rest of it today. There's a there's a lot of anxiety between where you are and the end of season three. Right. There's a lot yeah. of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Last night was a big decision to shut it down. Like I had to, I had to like be an adult. <laughs> I make the important life calls here. This was this was a big decision. Midnight. Yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm not that tired, but I told myself I would go to bed. So that's what we did last night with American Horror. We we watched uh, three in a row, and we have not done that in a long time because we're just so busy. Right. And Emily's telling me the whole time she's like, "Okay, I got to get up at seven. I got a client early, got to get up at seven. So we can only watch one. So we watch one. And then she's like, let's do one more. I can, I can, I'll still get, you know, seven and a half hours sleep. She's working the math on yeah. if I fall asleep right now and I only pee one time. <laughs> so we watch another one and then she's like, okay, you know what? I'm actually like, I'll be okay with six hours of sleep. I can do six hours of sleep. Let's do this. Let's do one more. And she fucking never does that. She's, she's always she was like, like, I don't need to really sleep because she's, it's a Monday. She's so disciplined on not being tired. Like she hates being tired. So we could be like watching the best movie in the world and there's 30 minutes left and it, you just can't wait to see how it ends. And she'll be like, okay, I have to go to bed now because I have to get up at seven. And I'm like, what? Like she'll do that. But not you're lots. irritated. How could you walk away now? You walk away. How can you leave me like this? I'm just kidding. But, um, but she she wanted to watch three last night, so you know she must be enjoying it. She's an animal. She's had a midlife crisis herself, I think. Yes. <laughs> the okay. DJ. I told you. Dude, that's gonna be DJ Emmy. I like it. Emmy yeah. is a play on words. I mean, really? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. What was Justin Comptis, Compton's honest ceiling? Had he stayed in the sport healthy? Mr. Olympia, five, three, one, like placing, like fifth place, third definitely, place. Definitely, definitely could have won an Arnold. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Could have won an Arnold. <sighs> Fuck. Definitely top five Olympia potential. Yeah, I have, I have a, I mean, truth, I read that I don't question. Know, man. I'd have to go, I don't have to, I, I mean, I remember seeing him in person in the gym. But you ever, I mean... Justin had he was I mean I should say had has he's st- even though he's small now, he has every muscle group is it every connection and every tie in and every muscle belly he Justin is, is a white black man he is utterly fantastic bodybuilder yes and and, and, and had it up here though like he not just the hardcore Justin knows his shit 
Well, another thing about Justin is uh, it's so hard to say, oh, where he could have placed because, I mean, the whole thing happened in his 20s. Yeah. Like, you have to wait till he's 37 and still going and see, like, like, did he have some Dexter in him? Well, think about this. All right, and I'm going to take the question further. Who who has left the sport early for any reason had more potential than him? Yeah, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I can't either. Like, I mean, I think like it, I don't it, look at I don't like. I mean, here, like I have to look. Back I don't like, see Dallas McCarver being better than Justin Compton. I just right. don't like. I mean, because Justin had everything. You know what I mean? Like the only people, if if I was going to say, if there's anyone I think possibly could hang at that level, but we never even saw a splash of, would be like Richard Jones. So I was just trying <laughs> to say Richard Jones, but I was waiting for you. I was saying the, the only other time I could think of someone of Justin's level that walked away from it would have been like, I remember when Richard Jones won the USA and he was like the second coming of a bigger Sean Ray. Yep. And, uh, and then he just, just decided to just had enough, right? Yeah, no, I think I think he just realized that where what he could put that same effort into and where it could go. Yeah. So um so yeah, that was that I mean, it's a it's a great question. I definitely think Justin could have won an Arnold. I would have been stunned if he didn't win an Arnold. I, I agree with yeah. you for sure on that. Yeah. Yeah. He was almost like a more complete Dennis Wolf. <laughs> yes. Different and, frame and size, yeah. obviously. No, I know you're what you not, mean. You're not the freakier, but also so put together. Like yeah. you when you can be both, when you can say like he's symmetrical and a complete freak, yeah, you know, yeah. Plus, I got I know. got really good stuff uh, uh, through my old training partner Jake from him on tips that have worked phenomenal for me yeah. on on things that suck, which yeah. is I also think is cool is when a guy like him who has such great genetics but also can help someone who doesn't with things that absolutely worked. Yeah. Try this. Try that. You're like, damn. We should get Justin on the show. We should get Justin. Justin! Yes. I'm assuming he watches. He does. You, 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 I mean, I, I know him. That, like, I've talked to him. Judge him. Yeah, he would, he'll, I, I'm sure he would do it. And he's still very, very active in the sport. He's got his own podcast, too, doesn't he? Doesn't he do that 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 podcast with... Um, yeah, with um with the guys from AD, right? Yeah. Is that him and Dominic Cardone? Oh, Dominic yep. Cardone? Is that the show? Yeah. 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 Dominic would be good to have on, too. Yeah, exactly. Really exactly. We could do like two months worth of interviews with just podcast hosts. <laughs> we should just bring everybody in. Let's just bring all the podcast hosts and start there. And then they can recommend more guests. I like this. I like this plan. Do you got any more? You want me? To, I got. Do I have? Lots? Yeah, yeah. You got to go. You got to go. <laughs> I've got so I've got so many. Um, uh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna answer this quickly. Uh, does it make a difference uh, with your physique if you're consuming isolate post-workout instead of regular whey protein? No. no. If you don't have a problem with lactose, because uh, isolate is 100% lactose-free, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like this one because it's not going to be answered the way they think. Go to backstage carb source. And you already know why I'm bringing it up. Oh, backstage carb source. Um, there's no secret or anything. Well, I would have some liquid carbs on hand. Um, either, I mean, in a pinch old school, you could use some Gatorade or some Powerade, but, um, cluster dextrin, I guess now with our technology would technically be the best. 
it would be good to have some of that on hand. Um, but you know, you might not drink it. Um, the thing is, is all the carving should already be done. Right. So you shouldn't have to worry about a magic backstage carb source. Sometimes I'll, so I'll tell people sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, like an hour before you pump up, you can have, you know, like a pop tart or a couple Reese's pieces or some, some sugar. And sometimes that's just makes people happy. Right. And satiates them and then they're not hungry at all and they have a, a little tiny little calorie bomb in their stomach um and they don't need to eat anything else because they should have already eaten all their rice and potatoes and all the food they're carving on and all that stuff um but i would make sure you have some sodium some water and some some really simple carbs backstage just in case you need something but mm. i don't really have a go-to carb yeah. source I'd say pop for me, pop tarts. Yeah, because yeah, all your bases. No, that's what I was going to say. Is the reason I, I wanted to answer the question is, I see people grazing backstage, uh, out of like, and I remember because when I was first coached by somebody, they're like, oh, make sure you bring your rice cakes and your jam. We're going to need that. And I'm like, then you educate yourself a little bit, like, so that did nothing at all. Right. When I had that 15 minutes before going on stage, I absolutely, other than me enjoying rice cakes and jam, right? it did nothing. Right. I think that that's the big factor. Like, you should be walking into the uh, into the uh, the show ready. Essentially ready, yeah. You know, the, the reason that Ron listed the things he did is those are if something goes wrong. If you start to flatten out. If you're, you know, if you or found if, it, you took a little too much diuretic and you need a little sodium, like... I bring salt packets because I know yeah. exactly what's in it. Or, or, or let's say you think you're going on stage at noon and super heavyweights don't go on until three 30 in the afternoon. <laughs> I do. No, I literally, I do that same thing. I tell my clients, uh, bring enough food to make sure that you, I don't want you hungry. Cause yeah. one thing I do find is, uh, for myself, if I don't eat, I get bloated. My body is used to food. It doesn't even be very, very, very much. So I'll have two ounces of flank steak and an eight ounce of potato yeah. every three hours, no matter what. And then the only time I look is it's like, if it's time to eat and you think you're going to be going on in the next 30 or so minutes, if you're not hungry, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there. Uh, but that's really more about bloating than anything. Uh, everything else, like you said, that's more your, uh, in case of emergency break glass yep. kind of stuff. You know, yep. it's not a go-to of like, okay, here's the secret. Now you're going to have your, your Reese's Pieces cups and all this shit that I see backstage. You know, I think a lot of people use those things as excuses because realistically they don't want hurt them. Right. Uh, so they, it's an excuse to start cheating on their diet before their prep is over. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's, you could not convince me that having a Reese's peanut butter cup 10 minutes before you go on stage does shit. No. And another thing would be um, just the, how, how, sort of specifically um like people get religious about it almost like i remember all those years working with chris even when i worked with chad i remember chad being like let's keep your stomach empty but then i I want you to have a little bit of sugar like about you know maybe 45 minutes out just put a little bit of simple carbs in just so you're you you got some carbs in you and i'd be like what do you want me to have it'd be like just something simple yeah like something simple like some sugars keep the fat low yeah. So it's not like he magically prescribed me like has to be a Mars bar. 
Yeah, exactly. It was don't eat the know, ends, just the middle. Yeah, like it was just it's it's um people get so they get so fixated on exactly what they have to have, like there's kind of a magic food. So I yep. agree. Yeah, so those okay. are those are solid uh, must and base everything needs to be based on what you look like, guys. Like, do you yeah. eat anything? You know, I know Jose, for example, because of the way he was built, he basically didn't eat before prejudging. Right. Like literally such a small you you're 212 pounds and, and three feet tall. Like you're full. <laughs> you know, like he's not worried about being full. It was more like what will what will my physique will be more damaged by a full stomach than a slightly flat right. 212, you know, five foot two physique, five foot four physique. Right. Um, so, yeah, definitely look at those. Um, no, it's too difficult. Go ahead. I, I got one. Shoot. So this is actually a screenshot I saved from a message. So uh, a viewer messaged me, and essentially it's kind of a long thing, but essentially his problem is he's got a great training partner, but the training partner insists that they squat all the time. And he says that squats just don't feel like a great leg exercise for him. And his training partner squats too heavy. And squats like a power lifter all the time, even though they're trying to be bodybuilders. And he doesn't know how to get his training partner to come around to realize that not only does he not really like squats, but you're not doing them right anyways is kind of his thing. He's <laughs> like, if we're here to bodybuild, you're not even squatting correctly. So my point, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, He's like, yeah. well, what do you say to a training partner who's stuck on something and it's sort of stressing out your training relationship? Uh, I mean, for me, number one is if... I will do, I'm doing what I'm going to do no matter what. Right. So I won't, I'm not squatting just because you're squatting. And, and I don't, I mean, I guess I'm old, but I don't prescribe the idea that that makes you a pussy because you don't want to squat. If it's not functional for you, I mean, I have wide hip structure and a giant ass. Squatting is not helpful for my physique. It's just not. I need to focus in a way that I can make sure my quads are working and other things are asleep. If my training partner is squatting and it's good for him, I'm going to be right down the way on the hack squat and we can just, I'll spot you, you spot me. Um, if he's a great training partner and he's stuck in his ways on squatting wrong, I'll let him. There you I go. don't care. Like it's, that's not your job. You know, I think that's a, that's a bad thing. Like, don't give people advice that don't ask for it. If he <laughs> likes squatting and he wants to do that and it's going to limit him, I promise you if your physique starts to change at a better rate than his, he might ask questions. He might not. But either way, who gives a fuck? If he's a great training partner, their job is to be in your set and vice versa. I don't care. If my training partner wants to squat 800 pounds for two and he's doing it. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he gets that done. My job is to make sure his workout is as good as possible. His job is to make sure mine is. Yeah. It's funny because this reminded me of legs last week mm -hmm. um, in my own workout. So we were like exercise three or four, I can't right. remember. And, uh, and I actually felt like squatting. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to squat today, but I want to squat like when I'm super warmed up and like, right. you know, so we squatted, I think it was third or fourth. Anyways, we get to the rack, we go one plate, two plate, three plates. And then after the three plate set, um, Braden looks at me and he's like, I'm going to have to skip the next set and do, I'll make it up on something else. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm just not feeling these today. My back is like, right and so i was like okay no problem and i went in and i hit my, my my last hard working set to failure rack the bar whatever 
we strip down, we go to the next exercise, whatever. We finish our workout, we get to the leg press at the end. We leg press like sixth, like after right. hamstrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we did three or yeah, we like leg pressed at the very end. And uh, so to make it up, Braden goes, I got to make up that set I missed. So he does a rest pause set because he just is, he's like angry at himself, right? I like that. That's so he, up. he finishes with an unannounced rest pause set. He just, he, he, so I just go with it and we get through it. And, uh, and I was like, oh, good way to make up that set. And I didn't realize until the workout was over, but he was so mad at himself for like the whole workout. <laughs> he, he failed himself. He failed you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just felt so bad about not doing that set, man. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and you were thinking about it. <laughs> well, I just was thinking, oh, he made the smart move. He did like, a just a thinking man's mid workout call, right? Yep. You know, audible. He's just Tom Brady, yep. you know, just. <laughs> Calling an audible, but it was funny how he saw it. He saw it as like that fucking set that didn't happen. I fucking bothered him. So, but that's that's a <laughs> but I like that too. <laughs> that's a good workout partner quality, though, right? For sure. You know, you know. No, you I, got, I think it's key though that, that that you what you drove home though is just, it's got to be what fits you. Because imagine, look, my training partners have to put up with so much shit training with me. Like, well, think about it. With their to their working set, I got oh, three I'm more warm ups. Such a diva. So the amount of time that it takes, like I always, I'm like, geez, I got two more warmups to do. These guys have already done their working sets. Well, because they go, you know, when you're on the pendulum, they go one, two, three, four plates and they're working. You go yeah. one, two, four, five for a double, six for a single, seven for working. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's exactly what it is. So, I mean, if you think about it in that standpoint, it's the same fucking thing. Like we will time it out or, or I will because there's two of us now. I'll do my warm-up. Guy will do his. I'll do my next warm-up. Like, I'm trying to get to the point where my working sets are happening around the same time as theirs, so everyone's warm and fresh and not cooling down before the next movement. So, yeah, it, it's uh, – and if you got a good partner, all I'm going to say is don't fuck that shit up because they're hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's another thing about coaching too. Um, I've had people before that are, that, that are like, okay, you know, like uh, I want to work with you for my show. Um, you know, I have a training partner and, um, uh, they'll be like, I like, is he allowed to do this workout with me? Like, because <laughs> yeah. like, yep. they think, well, I'm, I'm paying you yeah, to write this workout for me to, to help me, but my training partner's going to be training with me every single day. So I'm, and it's, it's like, they know that I know they're going to tell them everything. Yeah. Show them the program, do it with them. Yeah, you can afford it to him. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just the that's just how life goes. He's just you got a training partner who's about to get yeah. kind of nice all, of you to all, pay for his training. Yeah, sort of. Like it's it's just how it works. I'm not upset about it. You gotta I'd rather you have a good training partner. Like that's gonna make you that much better. Yep. Like it does never cross my mind. But I guess there's coaches out there that have like a thing about that. Oh god. Like, oh, you signed a thing, you wouldn't show my plan as so you know, no partners allowed. Like I've I've heard of that. And I'm you, just know, you know what those coaches are called? Poor. Yeah. <laughs> Poor. Desperate. I mean, seriously, like, I'm not giving you... Are you starting only, a cult or are you training the, people? The only thing that I have ever had happen, Ron, that actually pissed me off was um, I had a guy hire me for DC. Um, and I write my DC training identical to how it was written for me. So literally, like, I write in capital letters. I do a lot of dot, dot, dots. Like everything is spaced out. So it reads fluidly because it's a lot of words. And I hate seeing shit like that for myself. I had a guy tell me one time I was 
my stories. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, one of your clients is training me on uh, on DC training. And I'm like, well, he doesn't know enough to do that. So it was my first thought. I didn't say anything. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, so I'm doing this. And he said something. And I go, is it written in all caps? And he goes, yeah. I go, oh, well, then I'm writing your training. He was like, what? I'm like, I literally pulled it up. I was like, does this look like the email you're talking about? He was like, oh, shit. He just copy pasted it. And yeah. And I'm like, that was written for you, not for just anybody. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. And I don't really care. You're just a douchebag. And you're stealing from this kid and from me. Right. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, so you're charging him what I charged you, and you don't actually know what you're doing. And I charge the exact same price Dante charged me in 2007, by the way. <laughs> like, that's what I, ch I charge the exact same dollar amount that he did then because that's what the time is worth to me. That's Just funny. because years have went by, I don't think my time's worth anymore. It's, that's the price. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, yeah, I mean, my training and a lot of people, the majority of my clients, and I tell them this up front in the beginning, I already have that training written. Right. Like, it takes a while. I have to watch you with the training we do for a couple months, and then I start changing the training for you. Yeah. Like yeah. so, it's not. I'm. Mean, it's not a big. I don't pretend like. Oh yeah, I spent seven hours writing your training. Like. No, no. I know it's, your physique. This will work for you. Or usually, what I'll do is I'll take something that's quite a bit different than what they were doing. We start with that, and I watch their body, and then, like I said, about two months in, now shit starts getting really for them. Yeah. Like I, I got a new client uh, just recently, and. Um, you know, so what I do is, let's say a guy com contacts me and let's say he's, you know, 240 pounds, been training in five years. I think to myself, oh, well, geez, you know, the program I did for this other dude who's mm -hmm. about that size, who's been training for five years, yep. he really did well on that program. Yeah. So I'll pull that one up. Yeah, you and might take out the exercises it. that they can't do. Like, oh, so, he can't do squats, so we'll pull that out. Right, so then I ask him, what's your gym like? And he's like, oh, it's pretty basic. We don't have any hammer stuff. So I'm like, oh, go through, pull out all the hammer stuff, replace it with relevant exercises. Yep. And then there's like, oh, yeah, I had a knee surgery. So I'm like, okay, well, let's remember this and let's warm this up and let's do, you know, like that. And then yeah. you, cust you customize the workout around. But, yeah, when they say, oh, I custom wrote everything. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, it always makes me laugh because I'm like, why? Yeah, not, they don't, it's not necessary. I mean, but essentially, you're doing a lot of the similar stuff, and like, you, and I'll even tell people too because there will be things like we. St I start with you today, and you say, "Hey, dude, I can't do hack squats. They fuck yeah. my knees." Don't, I'll literally tell people six months down the line, I change the routine. I put hack squats, and he's like, oh, "Remember I do hack squats?" I'm like, "Oh fuck, yeah, I don't remember that." Right. <laughs> like, you right. sent me that questionnaire six months ago. I'll flip it out real quick. But yeah, I don't like I so I try to let people know like, yeah, I'm not I, I don't have like a notepad that I look back at and go, oh, he doesn't do hack squats. Yeah. You know, well, sometimes a hack would be a good thing for you. Let's put it in there. And then he's like, oh, remember, I had that. Oh, fuck. You're right. My bad. We'll do a we'll do the squat press instead. Yeah. I've also <laughs> had it the opposite where the person said, oh, you know, I can't do hack squats. But then after you actually show them how to train, mm -hmm. they can go back to hacks and they're like, oh, yeah, OK. I'm yeah, not, I, yeah, like I'm just, I'm, you know, maybe their glutes weren't firing before or something was right. wrong with them. And now that they're doing all these other exercises correctly, now they actually can do hacks and their knees don't hurt. Yeah, it's beneficial so, now, for sure. Yeah, so there's all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and and uh, we did an exercise uh, yesterday. I did incline barbell press. 
love Incline Barbell Press. Man, well, I used to love Incline Barbell Press, but I haven't been able to do them for a long time. And we threw them in. I think we did them third in the workout and uh, felt great. But holy fuck, is it humbling to do (laughs) an exercise. So an exercise that you not only used to love, but used to always start with. Yeah, now you're doing it in in the end and you haven't done it in months. Yeah, it was pretty humbling. So that was, but it was fun, you know. I did. We did. We just did that because uh, I don't like the. Um, this is so bad, but I don't really like the uh, incline free bench that they have at Muscle Factory. Right. Uh, so I haven't been using it. I've been doing other right. stuff. So the entire lockdown, I haven't done. We went back to EOS for one workout, and I did them. And uh, I went up to four or five, and uh, I got like five. And I was like, that's really. I mean, I'm not a strong presser to begin with, but that's really low for me. I was like, okay, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't know it was going to be quite that bad. <laughs> like, Damn. like, I'm grinding the fifth rep up, and I put it up, and I was like, holy shit. I went up to 225. How's that? So that's where I was. I started with them. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, started, started with them. <laughs> I'm not going to let you destroy the fact that it was still very and, not great. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. My shoulder's a bit sore today. <laughs> Like there it is, <laughs> it is a bit sore. It was a, it was a little much the a actual balancing of the bar. Oh no, it's, it's it is funny because I had actually decided before we started I was going to go to three sixty five, but it moved well enough, and I was like, you know what? I knew I was shying away from four hundred five because I knew I was going to get annihilated, not because I couldn't do it. So I was like, don't be a bitch, just do it. <laughs> like, I knew, you're such a fragile ego. You don't even want yourself to know what you already know. Did they miss you at EOS? Oh, God. you know what though? I I I hated it because, and I understand, and I get the whole thing. But having people up your ass and come and tell you you got to put your mask on, you got to do this. I'm like, because during my set, I pulled it down, you know. And and then I had some lady who's never worked out a day of her life who screams, "I'm not healthy!" Telling me I need to be healthy by putting a mask over my face. So that was my last time. Ah, so yeah. there, there, because there's a lot of weird. I'm seeing all sorts of weird rules. So like some gyms are saying you have to wear a mask when you enter and exit the building, but you can take it off to train. And mm-hmm. then other gyms are saying you have to wear your mask unless you're doing a set. Yep. And then there's other gyms that are saying you have to wear a mask, but not if you're doing cardio. Yeah. So here what they've actually done is that they're now mandatory. So I'm not training with one now because the gym's the gym I'm going to is not open. Right. Um, so uh, I actually, fortunately, uh, went out to dinner a couple weeks ago, and uh, the waitresses were wearing these masks. You ever see when you break your jaw in hockey? You got the plastic piece that just goes over your jaw, but it's away from it, but it's a hard plastic, and it just goes right here. Uh, they used to have them a lot when guys didn't wear visors. Yeah. They make masks like that, and they come up high enough to be above your nose, but it's away from your face. Immediately ordered those, so I have them. So when I have to wear one, I can wear that. I can breathe. It won't drive me. I mean, so is it just like nuts. is it just like a stiffer cloth? It's it plastic. Kind of, oh, it's just plastic. So it actually has a thing that's on your chin, and then from there it comes up. So instead of being the fucking visor yeah. that comes down, looks like you're welding. It's yeah. a small one. It's maybe this high that just goes over the front. And I'm like, well, if they can wear this as a waitress in a restaurant, I can wear it in a gym. So it's just a spit guard. Yeah. Which essentially is what they all what the other one is too i'm like yeah oxygen and everything can come out below it yeah so yeah we're covered i'm good to go and i literally i looked it up i'm like all right it's legit so i i can deal with that 
until the election when everything goes back to normal and we all realize this is all bullshit. <laughs> I, I have a pack of bandanas and I was right. just going to wear like bank robber style and let them hang down if I had to. But they haven't mandated anything here yet. Yeah, you guys are fortunate because it's the dumbest fucking thing ever. Uh, the other thing that really, I mean, I hate to say it, but bothered me was no one's been anywhere near me. So I'm like, okay, six feet, you, that's covered. You're wearing a mask, fine. Why do I have to do this? Right. <laughs> like, you know, and I am, I, like, as much as I hate it, like, I understand that people are doing what they have to do. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not pulling the Joe Donnelly and wearing the wrist thing and saying, oh, I don't have to wear a mask in a grocery store. Fuck it. Okay. I'll put it on. I'll pop through here real quick. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no problem. I'll put it on. to. Like, I love the rule here. You have to put it on to walk into the restaurant. They sit down and you take it off. So I did, I did something last weekend that I forgot to mention. I wore a mask for the first time somewhere. I've been mask free the entire time because it just haven't, you know, the whole shutdown, I was around nobody. Right. And I live out in Poco here where you just don't see a lot of masks. I mean, we're not downtown Vancouver. You drive like right. 40, 40 minutes into Vancouver and you see them everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's just not really as common out here. We're on the edge of the city. We're looking at the mountains. It's just not a lot of people wearing masks. And um, but we traveled to see my dad. Right. And so we went on the ferry mm -hmm. and on the ferry, they're mandatory if you want to go up deck. Right. So if you leave your car and you want to go use a bathroom or the vending machines or, you yeah. know, look something like that, you have to wear a mask. So I put the mutant mask on. Right. I got one of the mutant masks and it's a it's a little tight, but. It's sort of a stiff cloth. Right. And it actually sits away from my face a little bit. Oh, nice. So it kind of just touches like under my chin and then it just kind of like comes up in front, like just like a half inch from my from making contact. Right. So I was like, oh, this actually isn't too bad. And I put it on and I walked upstairs and I was like walking past people. And I was like, it was so weird because it's the first time I worn one. Right. Took a <laughs> piss, you know, all that stuff. And uh, and then I, I had it with me and we were we were on the island and we stopped to get groceries. Right. Should we go to the grocery store? And I thought, you know, I looked and there was no signs. Right. And I thought, oh, well, there's no signs. They're not mandating masks. Right. So let's just head in. So we headed in and we we're in there for like five minutes. And Emily and I noticed we're like, we're the only people in here that don't have masks on. Right. But no one was saying anything to us. And then I saw like another dude that didn't have a mask on and he like gave me a nod. <laughs> I'm hardcore too. I'm hardcore too. It just—it was funny because, because you know, there's a lot of old people live on the island, right? So it's probably why everyone's masked up. But the store was very quiet. Like we didn't come within 20 feet of anyone. Right. You know, we just walked in, got our groceries. But it was just funny because I—I'm I, realizing more and more that I live in a really interesting little bubble where right. where I happen to live. Yeah, you're lucky because that it actually does. I'm—I don't even care if it bothers people. Like I don't like it. I don't like that. I like. I just don't want, I don't like it. I don't end the story. I don't explain himself. So when I'm in the gym, like that first day and I put this fucking thing on, I'm looking across, I'm like, look at all these fucking idiots. Look at me right. being one of the fucking idiots. Right. But, like, and truthfully, and I don't care what he says, it does affect me. I am breathing through some piece of material. So that's why I was so grateful to, to get these other masks. I'm like, okay, now I, now I'm just, I don't want to do it, but at least it's not affecting me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't look like uh, an ad for panties in 1970 with my beard coming out the sides. And, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like an unkept bush. 
It does. I got this mask and hair coming out the sides. Oh, man. It's not good. It's not good, you know? Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) We got time for one more? We got one more? Absolutely. Yeah. I got got 20 more. So we got time for one, and then we got people through four cardio sessions. God damn. Uh, Yes. Uh, Oh, man. I want to. There's so many good. I'm assuming it's your turn. I can't remember. Well, I mean, if you have one sitting there, you can fire away because I've got a bunch. Okay, here we go. Refeeds on training day versus a rest day. Go. Well, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really think it matters. Nope. I mean, if you're really if if the if the purpose of your refeed is to carb up and jack your metabolism or whatever you you're doing your refeed for, um, it it really doesn't theoretically matter that much when you have it. I always just like to tell people have it on a training day and have it like you know, either post-workout or the meal after that, mm-hmm. just because, you know, your, your body's kind of cranking and, you know, you hope everything sucks up the nutrients and all that stuff. But I mean, if, if you're just talking about total calories in, total calories out and all that stuff, it it's not that big of a deal, but I, I do tell people to have it on a training day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it also factors into what time of year it is. Like some yeah. people are reaching just because like, uh, I've always found it interesting is if you're having a refeed during a prep because your body is flat, uh, it also throws people off and I'm like, well, don't, don't go train your face off either. Right. Have a little <laughs> bit of a lax workout, like train, and then you're going to go have this meal or whatever, which I, at that point I'm telling them exactly what to eat. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah. I don't want them. It's not a whole, like we're feeding this workout. Like, no, I want you to kind of do a California workout right. and then, and then knock your food down. You know? Right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, pretty yeah, I've had, stuff, I've had, man. I've had clients, I've had clients say stuff to me like, Hey, you know, uh, for my refeed day, there, should I, should, should I do some extra cardio? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> Funny you should bring that up. I want to yeah. make sure that you walk as little as possible on that yeah, day. Yeah. Actually, I just want you to sit on the couch. Yeah. Okay. No, that's yeah, perfect. Man. So what's uh, what's the plan? We're gonna line some guests up. Um, yeah, I think we did. We should do a little run again. Where we did well, where we have a few uh, a few weeks in a row. I've got I've got a lot of people that. Uh, that have come to mind. I'm like, fuck, what, how have I not asked this person yet? So yeah, me too. When we were, have, we were talking about guests the other day, I just suddenly remembered a few and I wrote them down. I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> so I'm also bugging Hunter to get his dad on. Well, that'd be fun. So anyone out there that watches the show that happens to run into Lee on a daily basis, I want Lee Brad on the show real bad. Yeah, that'd be fun for sure. That'd be cool. So he said, he's like, I I message him. I'm like, can you get your dad to check his DMs? And he laughs. He goes, I do it for him all the time. I'm like, dad, do you realize who's in your DMs? He said, there's like all these like who's who of the bodybuilding world that are just lost in Lee's DMs, you know? Yeah, because he doesn't give a shit. (laughs) He's such a, he's such a, the thing is too is, a lot of people don't realize, like Lee still runs his company 100. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, my, yeah, I have yeah, friends that work there, so it's like, like he's fucking slammed. Like oh, it's yeah. a big ask for us to be like, can we borrow 90 minutes of your life? He said he's <laughs> gonna tell him to come on though. So. On a Monday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the, we may have to move our day since it's the busiest day of a businessman's week. <laughs> okay. So I want him on, but yeah, we, we'll we'll get some guests coming for you soon. And uh, is that is that closing up? That's it, man. Other try, than the fact that we get, need people to like, subscribe, comment, and share. <laughs> and share. Try, try not to get too lonely in the house. Well, I'm going to probably be texting you a lot, so don't worry about yes. it. Yes. 
Don't go, uh, don't go picking <laughs> up homeless people to come and stay with you. What do you mean you got three more dogs? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Start fostering dogs for the next five weeks. Exactly. I just need it for a short time. This is about me, not you, dog. Okay. <laughs> okay. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and it's just bodybuilding.